0: The Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. From now till Tuesday, get 20% off when you use promo code NFCBEAST. That's N-F-C-B-E-A-S-T. And welcome in to the Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me on this fine Saturday is Mr. Cody from Smash Hits Sports. How are we doing, sir?
1: Look, it is the first real fall Saturday of the season. The weather's nice. I got chili sitting in the crock pot. We are ready to go college football on today and then NFL tomorrow. You can't ask for anything better.
0: Cody, is chili just not spectacular out of the crock pot rather than oh. uh, straight out of the can?
1: Yeah, because well, okay. First off, um, for those of you who don't know the inside joke, I did shotgun a, scan, a can of Skyline chili for losing a bet. Um, it was delicious, although a lot of calories all at once. Um, that that being said, there is like the thing about it is you could just let it sit all day and you could just keep going back for more. It's a beautiful setup.
0: You can just let it sit all day. I like that, or it just percolates in your stomach. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah. yeah. Sits,
0: sits there all day. I like that. Uh, yeah, Co- Cody is a is a good man when it comes to props. Uh, I'm, we're kind of in like the same boat there. I had to shave my head one year. I've watched Cody now do some food challenges. He's done. Uh, what was it like the hot ones type of? Yeah, thing. I did the Different hot like ones wings. challenge. That was yeah.
1: that was tough. And <laughs> um, we it made it go- to the end though.
0: So it's a, it's a good watch though, guys go check out Cody on YouTube at smash hit sports. He's got some good stuff. He's doing fantasy football. Now I think I've seen you play some, uh, some cod with like Darrell Henderson as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Played call of duty with Daryl Henderson. Uh, that was a little bit ago, but Um, Yeah, got some different sports content, but it's all sports content over at smash hit sports on YouTube. Um, Got some cool stuff coming up. Really excited. Uh, Just did a or I just edited an Iowa football stadium review. So that'll be coming out here soon. Um, But yeah, yeah, super excited.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, good stuff. We'll go check out Cody. Follow him on Twitter as well. His, uh, his handle is there on the screen at smash hit sports on Twitter. We are going to jump right into the week three preview here. We got some starter sit questions. We're going to grade some trades. We're looking at some values for players, you know, throughout the rest of the season, some guys that have had some slow starts and then we'll uh, finish off the show with uh, some over unders from underdog for fantasy points. So it should be a good one today. Appreciate you guys riding along with us. Please be sure to leave us a review uh, and smash the like button. Of course. All right, start or sits? We're looking at quarterbacks first, Cody. We've got Kirk Cousins uh, versus the Detroit Lions hosting the Lions, or Carson Wentz versus the Eagles also hosting the Eagles. We got a little revenge game opportunity for Wentz here. Which direction are you going with these two quarterbacks?
1: Yeah, I'm going to lean Kirk Cousins in this one, and I know he hasn't been stellar to start the year, but you look at that mm-hmm. Detroit Lions defense, they let up 38 points to Philadelphia, 27 to the Commanders, and both of those games are very quarterback friendly, although Jalen Hurts did a lot of damage with his legs, I don't expect that out of Kirk, but I really think that this is a great opportunity for Kirk Cousins to step up, they're going to have to keep up with Detroit's very good, shockingly good, even offense, so yeah. I'm going to take Kirk Cousins here. Um, Philadelphia's defense has looked pretty good. Obviously, they had a a shootout with the Lions in week one, but they looked great against the Vikings last week. And if you're going to tell me that um, the Vikings' offense is worse than that uh, commander's offense, I would tell Mm -hmm. you that you're lying. Um, (laughs) I think this is going to be a tough week for Carson Wentz. I think that um, the Eagles can really get after the quarterback, and I think they're going to do it this week.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. When you just look at the matchup, you know the Lions have given up the eighth most fantasy points to the quarterback position. The uh, the Eagles have given up the third fewest, right? You just just keep it simple, and then you look at the game totals there on the De- Detroit matchup. You have a fifty two and a half game total uh, to the Eagles and Commanders forty seven and a half. So I think you know obviously the books have you know probably about one extra score at least in this game. Uh, but I think that that Commanders and Eagles game could be you know kind of a low key under uh, opportunity. I've got cousins that. Yep quarterback 10 and Wentz at quarterback 14 so there's a, there's about a tier of separation there Wentz has had a good start he's looking good with his weapons but this is just simply a matchup you know uh, type of decision here and when you look at Cousins he's not playing in prime time this week you know he gets a nice little <laughs> friendly noon game at one I was kind of worried because for some reason in the back of my head I was like I'm pretty sure that Detroit and Vikings game is prime time am I gonna have to worry about that and I checked the schedule. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to be in the clear here. So, yeah, obviously, Kirk Cousins probably left a bad taste in your mouth last week. But I think this is a good situation to buy the uh, bounce back narrative here. Um, and I do agree. I think that there's going to be a lot of points in that game. I have DeAndre Swift actually as my running back one this week. I'm very excited to see what those lines are going to do. They've been a fun watch so far. All right, let's move over to the running back situation. We're looking at Damian Pierce at the Chicago Bears uh, or Darrell Henderson. Jarrell Anderson Jr. at the Arizona Cardinals. Which way are you going here?
1: Uh, I was really torn on this one. I, I was super excited to get to this in the show sheet. Mm-hmm. I I was not a Damian Pierce believer at the beginning of the season. I I'm still tentative especially for where people drafted him. That being said, if you did draft him, you have to play him at some point and this is a great opportunity for Damian Pierce. I know mm-hmm. people think that uh great Chicago defense, but the Chicago Bears have allowed the most rushing yards through the first 2 weeks, averaging 189 and a half a game. Um and the, and the Texans, I mean, they're not a Bad offense by any means. They look good in in week one. Um, Obviously, they didn't look great against the the Broncos in week two. But I like Damian Pierce. I think he's going to have plenty of opportunity in this one. And to me, that bodes well over what Darrell Henderson is going to have against Arizona. It's starting to become more of a backfield by committee Mm. um, for Los Angeles. We saw that against Atlanta last week with Cam Akers getting some more run. Um, I expect this backfield to look much more 50-50 than it did at the beginning of the season. Um, Arizona has allowed a, a, an average of just about 100 yards rushing a game. Um, and and I, I actually like the under. It's a divi- In that game, it's a division matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both teams have struggled a little bit offensively. Obviously, the Cardinals came scorching back last week against the Raiders. But give me uh, Damian Pierce over Daryl Henderson. But it, it, it's a close one.
0: Oh, yeah. The, all of these matchups that, I, that I've taken, they're all like neck and neck on fantasy pros. Like when you're looking at the rankings, you're, you're looking, at, I think these guys are like 26 and 27 or 27, 28. So it's very, uh, very close. It's about as cl- close to a coin flip as you can get. I have Pierce at running back 33 this week and Henderson at running back 25. I'm a Bears fan, so take it as you will. I do think that the Bears rushing defense bounces back this week. They had, you know, obviously a hard time against the Packers, you know, trying to maintain yep. Dylan, trying to maintain Aaron Jones. Uh, And then obviously in in week one against the the 49ers, it was just a run fest, right? Like that's all that both teams were going to do in that rain and that crazy monsoon that we had in Chicago. So I'm leaning leaning towards Henderson here. You do have a higher game total of 48 and a half. Whether that, you know, they hit the under or the over, the books are expecting, you know, about a nine point differential between those two uh, matchups. Whereas with Houston and the Bears, you're looking at about 39 and a half points. You know, there, there may be a few less scores there because you have, you know, kind of poor quarterback play on both sides. There's a lot of question marks still with with Mills and Fields. Uh, Bears fans are questioning if we're, you know, pass the ball down the field or whatever. He only had like 16 attempts last week. So I kind of see a slower pace game uh, for Pierce. And I also feel like they may actually work in uh, some Rex Burkhead this week because he was barely used at all last week, where there was more of a split in week one, right? Like we saw Damian Pierce yeah. kind of take off in week two. We may f- see that settle a, l- a little bit. So yeah, Pierce at running back 33, Henderson at 25, and the uh, Cardinals have also given up the eighth most fantasy points to the running back position through two weeks. So upside on your pick, upside on my pick, I think they're both pretty close. Um, I think that you could be, you know, probably pretty safe going either way, but if you're looking at a last flex spot, I do like Henderson just being in, you know, potentially a better offense, just overall, right? Better quarterback play, you know, has Cooper Cup, has Allen Robinson to kind of open things up and. I don't know. That, that could be a tough one. I'm going to have to maybe reevaluate the total there. You got, me, you got me second guessing myself here. All right, let's move on to the next one. We're looking at wide receivers. This is a tough one for me. I've had a lot of success so far with this first guy, Rashad Bateman at New England. And then we've got Gabriel Davis at Miami. Gabriel Davis is coming back from injury, and he says that he is 100%. He was limited in three practices this week. It, all signs really indicate that he is going to play, and that should be a very enticing matchup up against Miami man, it's really hard for me to stay away from Rashad Bateman right now. He's looked spectacular uh, to start the season. Which way are you going here?
1: Yeah, I actually am not super torn on this one. I am leaning heavy into Gabriel Davis over Rashad Bateman. Um, sure. Volume is king in fantasy football. And the the Baltimore Ravens, while uh, they looked absolutely incredible offensively against Miami, although they couldn't get mm-hmm. the job done at the end, um, and Bateman had that nice 75 yard touchdown or 80 yard touchdown, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. an incredible play, turn on the burners. He had a great week last week. You're not going to get those same kind of opportunities against the new England Patriots. Also Baltimore is 25th in pass attempts through two weeks. Mm -hmm. When you're looking just purely at volume, I like taking Gabriel Davis against Miami. You have the bills who are 10th in pass attempts. They're going to have to pass against a Miami offense that has looked very good through two weeks. Um, a- additionally, the over-under for that Bills-Dolphins game is the highest total of any game in week three, 53-and-a-half. And I like the over in that one. I think there's going to be a ton of points scored. Um, Miami, uh, they have you know good corners, but their safety help on the back end hasn't been great. I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity for Gabriel Davis this weekend, and I like him over Rashad Bateman against New England. New England has been always feisty against Lamar Jackson-led teams, that two-and-a-half-point spread tells me that this game is going to be close, and if it's going to be close, Bill Belichick is going to keep it tight. It's going to be a low-scoring game. They're going to plod the football. I Value is, is found in the opportunity, and I just don't think Bateman's going to have a ton of it this week.
0: I can agree with you. I actually do have Bateman a little bit higher than Davis, but Ooh. consider consider my rankings. Were, you know, started from I think like the twenty first of this week. I'm going to do a bump later today, um, where they're probably going to be neck and neck. So I had Bateman to start the week at 17 and Davis at 22. But you know, if you're asking me right now who I'm starting tomorrow, it's going to be Davis because I absolutely love the potential game flow that you're going to have between the Bills and the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphin or I'm sorry, not, the Bills secondary is completely depleted right now. They lost Dane Jackson. They were already down Tredavious White. They've incurred a few extra injuries. And now we've got the Blur brothers down in Miami. Tyree Kill and uh, Jalen Waddle now going as the, the Blue Blur brothers tandem. Uh, I think that they're going to have a great game. I think that that's going to be an exciting matchup. Uh, you have a lot of opportunity on both sides. I mean, Bateman, you know, he's going to be that guy for them. He's going to have some looks but I feel like, you know, what we've seen from him so far has just been those big booming plays, right? Like he's had a big touchdown in week one. He had a big touchdown in week two. Do we want to continue to go back to the well and kind of gamble on that? Right. And that's what I feel like. He's, he's still more of a gamble, but I do feel like that volume is going to come from him. It's just not an ideal matchup here in, in week three. Um, I had the total at 52 and a half. So if it's already gone up a point, you're again, looking at like about a touchdown or a little bit more than that of an advantage. Like there's going to be more points in that game. Whereas with the defense for both sides, with the Ravens and the Patriots, they're both going to do things to slow uh, slow the game down. So yeah, I have to lean with Davis. Again, earlier in the week, kind of coming off the injury where there's a little bit more concern, uh, but I feel pretty good about it now.
1: Yeah, that, that's something that when I'm, you know, really evaluating my start sit situations is I try to look at that total and see, you know, if, if there's one side that's completely different. I did it with uh, Deontay Johnson this week. And versus Cordero Patterson in my flex, I was like, hey, Mm -hmm. look, that total of that Brown Steelers game is incredibly low. I'm going to side with Patterson. We're going to leave, you know, my Steelers on the bench. Um, I, I think that, I, you know, that's obviously not the end all be all when it comes to making line, close lineup decisions. But it's sure. something that I definitely take into consideration.
0: It, it, it should absolutely be in, in everyone's context, you know, game total, weather, game script. There's so many factors that you want to include here. You don't you can't just look at one thing and be like, oh, you know, I, I like that guy or oh, the projection is there. That's the worst one. It's like, oh, oh yeah, four more but the projected
1: points. points.
0: Like, <laughs> you have to lay those out because those projected points aren't like they're not even updated daily. You know what I mean? They're updated like every few days. Like you'll get an update on Sunday. You'll get an update probably on Friday and Wednesday. And that's about it. You know, like, and the points before that, they're just whatever your platform set them up, you know, coming into that week. You can look at week 17 right now for your players projections. It doesn't mean anything. I, I agree. All right. We're going to hit a quick word from our sponsors and we will be right back after this. Uh, thinking of joining win bet now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the Winbet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Plus, Winbet has their own same-game parlay feature. You just click on the game that you like, select Build Your Own Bet, and start building a monster parlay. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know that we sent you. That's slash WynnBet to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1 800 522 4700. If you watch football, then you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone. Plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for only a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all of your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite show with the included cloud based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash S-G-P. Cody, I'm not sure if you've heard of Odds Trader, but it's a place where you can compare odds from all major sport, uh, sports books. Yeah, that's right. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make, to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader. It's the number one site for all of your game day bets. All right. i have
1: to download that app. I mean, goodness.
0: I mean, if you're you're betting, if you're playing fantasy, it's definitely a good tool to have. All right. We're moving over to the tight end position. Interesting one here. You know, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of George Kittle hate this week, but the man's healthy. Like, he, he's actually, like, unranked on our website right now. I have him, Cody, at tight end four. I'm buying in. He, all the way back for George Kittle. His starter sit question for you in this one is Tyler Conklin versus Cincinnati Bengals. Conklin's been pretty solid for the for the Jets. I'm actually going to start Conklin this week over Cole Komet, who's done zero, zero of anything for the through the first two weeks. But this one, we're looking at George Kittle. Coming back from injury, would you be ready to get him back in your lineup?
1: Look, if you have Kittle, you have to get him back in your lineup. Um, I am actually in this exact situation. I had picked up Tyler Conklin in a league – um, to to get me through this George Kittle, you know, the, the injured start of the season. However, mm-hmm. you got to go with Kittle here. He is your stud. Um, the 49ers offense, we know what they can do. We know how they look under Jimmy Garoppolo. It'd be one thing if Trey Lance went down and we had some backup quarterback that we hadn't seen right. in this offense before, hadn't seen what they can do, but we know exactly what Jimmy G can do and exactly how productive George Kittle can be in this offense, that being said, Denver solid defense. The Cincinnati defense hasn't looked great. I'm still comfortable starting Tyler Conklin in leagues. The Jets have led the NFL in pass attempts through the first two weeks, which is mind boggling to me considering Joe Flacco's arm. Um, I mean, he's got to be hurt, right? It's just so incredibly sore, but he's looked good, is third in the NFL in passing yards through two weeks. Um, I, I like Conklin's opportunities against the Bengals. But that being said, it's it's George Kittle, man. He is just different. He's got the flow, everything about him. You drafted him as your tight end three, four, five, wherever in that range that you got him for a reason. You are playing him this week in Denver.
0: Absolutely. And Denver, as good as their defense is, they've actually given up the third most fantasy points to the tight end position this week. This is cake for me. Like, I like the Conklin story. The Jets situation is kind of fun, other than the fact they spoiled about a handful of tickets for me last week. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Not have salty. It. Not salty they're, at all. They're just. They're just doing their job. You know. If anything, I should be more mad at the Browns. You know. Is what it is. Um. But you know, kind of similar situation happened happened with the Raven Ravens too. That's football. That's why we're here for it. We're here yep. to get hurt every year. But this. I mean this this is an easy cakewalk walk in play here. Start George Kittle. That's why you drafted him. And honestly, he could have played last week. They just didn't rush him back. He's healthy. He has a quarterback that he's comfortable with. A team that's going to pass more, period. Just they're they're yeah. going to pass more with Jimmy rather than they were with Trey. They didn't trust him to you know really let him off the leash. You know, he made some big plays in week one, but obviously getting hurt in week two. We got Jimmy Garoppolo back now. Kittle's 100% healthy. Game totals are pretty similar, so you're not really going to get anything yeah. there. You know, you got Conklin and the, um, and the Bengals, 44 and a half. And with the uh, 49ers in Denver, you got 44. So there's really not much there. I'm rolling with Kittle here. Uh, again, not on the injury report. No question marks. 100% of practice. This this should be easy. Don't worry about sitting Kittle this week.
1: Yep. Sometimes you analyze it, it overanalyze a little bit in fantasy. We're not overthinking this one.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. This is an interesting one. I feel like the third guy is kind of already the last man out, but you, you'll let me know. Tony Pollard at the New York Giants, Kyle Pitts at the Seattle Seahawks, or Jacoby Myers versus the Baltimore Ravens?
1: See – you You say this, I kind of like Jacoby Myers,
0: yeah, I, I kind of like week. I did it I kind of like
1: Jacoby Myers and I understand that I just went out and I said all this all these things about you know that that uh Ravens. Patriots game being tight, but Baltimore has let up opportunities in the passing game. They, to a torched them in week two. Um, obviously I don't think that Mac Jones is going to do the same thing, but Jacoby right. Myers has looked <gasps> in my mind the best wide receiver in that offense. Um, I know Nelson Aguilar had the touchdown, but Jacoby Myers, it, he's had all the plenty of opportunities. I believe he has 16 or 17 receptions through two weeks. That's plenty of volume to be sustainable as a fantasy mm-hmm. wide receiver, we just need him to find the end zone. And the other guys that you're looking at, I'm not sure how comfortable I am in Kyle Pitts or Tony Pollard finding the end zone. I love Kyle Pitts. I was so high on him in the off season and mm-hmm. he has absolutely let me down through the first two weeks. The, to me, this, I have the panic button out. I haven't pressed it yet, but I have the panic button out. If he doesn't you know, show some signs of life this week, I, I'm officially concerned. I'm officially going to slam the button. Tony Pollard against the Giants, this is a good play. I think it's going to come down to which running back in this offense gets the touchdown, whether that's Zeke or or Tony. Um, I think there will be enough to be had between the both. It should be a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said... I think, in, especially in PPR formats, that Jacoby Myers just has a nice base floor that we can go off of, and his touchdown opportunity is absolutely there. So if we can get one out of him, I think he gives us the best week for sure.
0: So I feel like Myers is a good option in, in the sense of the matchup. The Ravens have given up the most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. Obviously, Tyreek Hill okay. and Jalen Waddell played a huge That role. does,
1: you know, make a difference.
0: Obvi- yeah, clearly, clearly. I feel like I'm closer to Pollard on this one. I would, I think Pitts, based on your draft capital and roster utility, you're probably you're probably starting him, right? But as yeah. you said, th- I mean, there is some real concern there. You know, when I look at, like, Cole Komet, the guy that I was high, and we're going to talk about him in a little bit, like, he's got no looks. There's nothing. Yep. At least Kyle Pitts has got, you know, he had, like, seven targets in week one at least, right? Like, there was something there. It just feels like him and Mariota haven't been able to really connect yet. I don't know why it's working so well with drake london but it's not with kyle pitts i feel i feel like in my gut this is a bounce back week like i feel like he should produce but i don't have the instincts to just put him in my lineup like i don't i don't feel safe about it i feel safer with pollard and his matchup and i feel safer with myers in there so it's kind of a coin flip i don't but now when I'm looking at Myers, he's on the injury report. He's kind of questionable. Like I feel like you know these three would be very down to the wire for me if I'm looking at it on my one of my teams, right? Like I am really yeah. holding out on this to to the final whistle. Oddly enough, Myers and the, uh, the and the Ravens they have the highest total of this set at forty at forty four points. The uh, the Cowboys and the Giants are getting thirty nine. I'm smashing that over. By the way. Oh,
1: absolutely, uh, absolutely. I I, that's
0: way too low a number, especially in prime time for these two rivals. Uh, Seattle and um, and Atlanta have a, a forty two point total. And um, do you know if that game's in Seattle? Yes, yeah, it's in Seattle. I see. I, I just feel like Kyle Pitts is going to blow up his spot on the road here. I don't know what it is, but again, like I I don't have the conviction to get him in, into my lineup. Right? I feel safer. that's fair. Yeah, I I have a safer floor. I feel like with Pollard and with Myers, but right now, based off of just what I see from like the injury report, the questionable tag that, that hell that scares me more than anything is that damn Q next to somebody. Yeah. Like I'm probably going Tony Pollard here. I'm I'm not a Zeke guy. I was not high on him coming into this season. And Pollard, I mean, speaking just bluntly, he feels like the pulse of that offense right now. Like CD Lamb, not really doing much. Noah Brown, is that going to continue? Dalton Schultz hurt. Zeke Elliott, yep. kind of looking or fitting the mold that I thought he was going to be this year. Pollard's been moving the chains. You know, you can't I, give I, a guy 300
1: touches a season forever, and it, it, it's showing. It's showing yeah. on Zeke and. and I Tony Pollard, say what you want about those Memphis running backs, guys who have come out of there have looked great over the last several seasons. Antonio Gibson, Daryl Henderson, Tony Pollard. Mm -hmm. Tony Pollard has the juice and he, you know, they use him in that offense. That is one thing that I will give them a ton of credit for is they recognize a weapon that they have and they are absolutely using him.
0: Yeah, and you can't hate him on uh, hate him on that. And there's a lot of people that were high on Pollard. Like it's not like he's coming out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, and this and this production is just like a huge surprise. There were a lot of people that said, "Hey, Pollard is like your ticket to success this season, and most likely like a zero RB approach." You know, if you landed Darrell Henderson and Tony Pollard in a zero RB attack, and you landed, you know really good wide receivers like Jefferson. And well, I was about to say Keenan Allen, but he's hurt. But, you know, if you were able to stack up those top guys, you know, if like Amon Ra was your third wide receiver and you've got these type of running backs, you're looking great. You're, you're off to a great start this year. Uh, we're going to take a, a question from the chat here, and then we're going to hit a quick word from the sponsors. Uh, we've got David Kay in the YouTube chats and good morning, guys. Got two questions. Uh, see what you think. Is it time to panic with Chase Edmonds? And do you sit Alan Lazar this week with how week two went with low targets. So panic button on Chase Edmonds. Personally, I was never there. I wasn't, I wasn't really in on any of the Miami running backs, especially the ones that you had to draft with higher uh, roster or uh, whatever draft capital, right? Like the guys that you had to target kind of early. Yep. I was more into like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll take a floater on Sony Michelle. Obviously he got cut. Oh, I'll take a floater on M- monster. It's been kind of okay. He's not someone that I feel comfortable starting. In this matchup this week against the Bills, I think you feel a little bit better about it. Kind of the points that me and Cody pointed out earlier about the game flow. The game script should be very positive, really, for all the fantasy options. But it's still the Bills. I don't think he's going to get a lot of work on the ground. I feel like he's got to catch a couple or a handful of passes, actually, I should say, to really be a fruitful fantasy start. What do you think about Chase Edmonds' outlook this week?
1: yeah I, I am not comfortable starting him this week uh, Mike McDaniel I will give all the credit in the world to what he's done through the first two weeks with this offense mm-hmm. he was very run heavy very you know hit the scheme that they had in San Francisco was a great scheme and I think Kyle Shanahan obviously has a lot of play in that but he McDaniel has said look my best two weapons are Tyreek Hill and Jalen mm-hmm. Waddell, and I am going to find unique ways to get them the football in space. And that is exactly what he has done through the first two weeks. And all the credit in the world, they're using that passing game like a short rushing offense. And mm-hmm. I just don't love the opportunity for Chase Edmonds in that. And when there's only so much to go around, ooh, if it's non-PPR, not a chance, not yeah. a chance. Because I that, that, that. I – I agree with you that the wide re- the upside comes with his work in the passing game, and in a non PPR league, you're not really taking benefit from that, or as that's, much benefit anyway. That's
0: that's a panic button for sure. That is a panic button for sure. Definitely move Edmonds in that type of format if you can. Right, like the cost yeah. for him or the return I should say, it's not going to be great. But if you can get him to, um, you know onto somebody else's roster, if you can get a good swap for him, then I think you'd be in a good situation. As far as Lazard goes, I I feel okay starting him. Like last week was his first week back. It was against the Bears. They were very, very run heavy. The game was completely Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon show. I feel like there are going to be some bigger weeks for Lazard moving forward. We have seen a complete lack of chemistry with Rodgers and his other receivers. Watkins is also out this week. That's going to boost him up a little bit. Um dubes not getting it done. Watson dropping balls right out of his hands. Uh Randall Cobb, he's Randall Cobb. Like you're not I mean, really worried, I, You're not really great worried about eight, him. 10 years ago, you know. Yeah. He runs the Texas route pretty good. They yeah. Showed, <laughs> uh, they showed him run the Texas route out of the backfield against Roquan Smith. I was like, do you see that? He's still got it. I'm like, well, it's the <laughs> Texas route. I think Cody could probably run the Texas route for the Bears and catch something up. You think he'd be all right?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I would immediately tear something in my legs. Um <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Lazard. Um, I don't know if I feel super comfortable starting him this week against the Buccaneers. They do have a pretty solid defense. Um, that being said, I'm not I, I'm not opposed to start like he's absolutely a startable wide receiver in most formats i don't love him this week but if he's an option and you're debating between him and you know several other guys that are kind of around that same tier i would be comfortable starting the best wide receiver in an aaron rodgers led offense
0: yeah absolutely and if you and david if you're still in the chat you can throw up those other options for lazard and we can uh, you know give you some comparisons there you know if if it's um I don't know. I can't think of anybody behind him on his rankings right now. I'm going to hit a word from the sponsors. We'll be right back after this. Be sure to throw that in the chat if you can, David. All right. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick contests versus other people for the shot at winning 250 k cash uh, every week. Download the app, choose a contest, and select your player props to earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and earn 20 times your entry if you hit on all your picks. Bet on up to five player over, player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and even NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but it's also where you play. You don't want to miss out on this. Sign up with promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app to get your first deposit match up to $25. Our next sponsor is Promoguy.us. It's the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. They've got daily updates and uh, odd boosts and huge cash bonuses from all your major sports books. And they've got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates and they are some of the best and most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you are missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of all is that Promo Guy uh, is running a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% tracked, transparent, and proven method of betting smarter. So make sure you check out promoguy.us. And now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing pl- uh, fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably have a fantasy league on there. I know I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike any anything else in the industry. And now you can win big on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Their over-under game is integrated into the fantasy game. So the first it's a first sports content uh, built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup. So, for example, if your quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, uh, he could throw for over 250 passing yards and also win you that week. You can uh, pick on both. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put down. So on your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Use promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, and we're back. We've got David back in the chat here. Appreciate you throwing up those options. All right, so we got Lazard, Greg Thorch, Noah Brown, Jarvis Landry, non-PPR. Oh. I'm, getting, I'm getting Landry in there. Call me crazy, I'm getting Dorch in there too, man. I started Dorch in week two, and he hit big for me. I think the question marks for me are Noah Brown and, and Alan Lazard here. I, I mean, is it crazy to, like, to consider that Noah Brown should just be a lock stock starter right now? He's leading the team in targets, I believe.
1: Yeah, I Noah Brown is one of the surprises of, you know, the, the fantasy football world, at least for the, th- through the first two weeks. Um, Greg Dorch as well. Greg Dorch has been solid. Um, I do have kids. I don't know if Rondale Moore is playing this week. And if that might be whether I am comfortable starting Dorch or not, if Rondale mm-hmm. Moore comes back, then I think that takes away some of that volume. Um, it doesn't look like he's supposed to play this week. So I, I would feel comfortable starting Dorch and uh, Noah Brown over Lazard. i Yep, that's that's what I'm seeing. So I would be comfortable starting Dorch and Brown over Lazard this week. Um, Lazard just does not have a great matchup. Noah Brown, Mm -hmm. I feel like, has opportunity for touchdowns against that Giants defense. Mm -hmm. Um, And and Greg Dorch and the Cardinals – If you're going to give me the wide receiver that's not going to be covered by Jalen Ramsey, um, I like that. Although Jalen Ramsey has not been stellar to start the year. So um, either way, I feel comfortable starting uh, both of those guys over Lazard.
0: What about Landry? What do you think about Landry?
1: Uh, The Saints this, this week seems like a weird game that Jameis is not hundred um, percent. He mm-hmm. played with fractures in his back last week. He's playing again with fractures in his back this week. Did not look good last week. Um, and, and I just don't think they match up well against the Panthers defense that mm-hmm. say what you will about the Panthers offensively. They are brutal to watch, um, but defensively, they're not bad. they can get after the quarterback, Brian Burns is a good pass rusher there. Um, and they got two young corners who are pretty solid Mm-hmm. I, I like the Panthers defense this week um, in, in a like if you were in, in dire need of a defense for fantasy. But I also don't like the Saints offense for that same reason is I'm not super comfortable in how Jameis is going to
0: perform. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that Landry has a safe floor just because of how often he'll be on the field. Like I feel like Dortch and Brown maybe even Lazard, they can kind of get pulled for some packages, whether like they're going run heavy or they're just trying to, you know, not really roll out a huge set in uh, in the red zone. Um, So I think Landry is just safe in the sense that he's just going to be on the field a lot for just like blocking purposes, being that experienced guy. And Michael Thomas feels like he's, he's, you know, progressing as far as like a full workload, but you know, they've been really um, I feel like timid with him. Like they were talking about only giving him 20 to 30 uh, snaps in week one. Then, you know, he plays like almost the entire second half of the game, scores two touchdowns. So that's an iffy situation there. Um, Lazard's a good option for finding the end zone. I I would think Landry is too, um, but I feel like Dorch and Brown are going to have more volume. They're going to be involved in the game plan more consistently. So take that information and use it as you will. All right, we're going to grade some trades here. We've got three trades and then we've got three uh, rest of the season picks. All right, so our first trade up here, we are looking at side A. We're doing side A, side B here. We got Deontay Johnson and Antonio Gibson straight up for Austin Eckler. Seems pretty even right now. Where, where are you at with this one?
1: I'm absolutely taking side B. Um, okay. I, I like Deontay Johnson and I'm high on him overall. Mm-hmm. That being said – I just that Pittsburgh offense has not looked good at all through the first two weeks and I don't think it's going to improve if mm-hmm. they do go to a quarterback switch I don't think that honestly changes anything in my opinion Um, and, and Antonio Gibson has been getting a majority of the run for this commanders team but mm-hmm. Brian Robinson is going to be coming back at some point this he's year back he's
0: practicing now isn't he?
1: I, I saw, but I don't think he's done any contact work yet. Okay, but I, I I've seen him doing like ladder drills, all that sort of thing. Um, so it's coming, and it's coming sooner rather than later. Right. I would actually try to pull on this, uh, pull the trigger on this if you can get a week where Deontay Johnson can get into the end zone, where Antonio mm-hmm. Gibson can get into the end zone and show some points. Um, I would try to flip this real quick. Eckler is going to get his. It's coming. Obviously, he hasn't had a great start to the season, but. He is a great weapon in a prolific offense, and I feel Mm -hmm. I still feel comfortable having him in my lineups each and every week.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. If I'm picking between the two sides, I'm going Eckler. I do think it's a fair trade, though. Like, if you're a side that needs more roster utility, if you're just like, man, like I need another running back, I need another receiver, like, and you have that that type of capital, I would be okay giving up Eckler if you can get that back. I'm a little bit higher on Deontay Johnson because I feel like he is one of those guys that just quarterback proof and why I'm not so concerned about him with Mitch I feel like it will progress uh, Tomlin has kind of come out and said like hey guys like it's not happening like Pickett's not getting in this lineup anytime soon and I feel like you know I, I think um, Mitch is just that guy that's just not going to try and hurt the team right like he's a game yeah. manager. he's not going to take those crazy shots he was in the beginning of that game he was he was trying to get some looks but you could definitely see that they were not on the same page and and DJ made that pretty clear like like in his body language and and just like seeing him on camera on on Thursday night like he was definitely disgruntled with the play at quarterback but he still got his I started him I got you know 10 plus fantasy points I was I was okay with it um, but I do think that Eckler is a guy that has such a safe floor there's gonna be weeks where he outproduces both of these guys so if it makes yep. sense for your roster, I would go ahead and do this trade, but again, I would want Eckler, like his ceiling, you know, you're getting a first round pick here, right? So if you hit hit on your, all your other picks and you're getting Eckler onto your team, it's a very, very good situation. So you shouldn't be like overly concerned about giving up that type of capital in Johnson and Gibson. Um, But I do think it's a fair trade. I mean, obviously it's got to work out for both rosters, right? It's got to be fair. I I think the equity is there. Um, Yep. With Gibson, I agree with you. Uh, uh, Robinson will be back at some point. Um, And that's going to eat into his workload. That was kind of the narrative that was coming into the season. Everybody was backing down from Gibson. But it seems like he is settling into his role there. So I think that he would be a value, you know, for at least a handful of weeks going forward. I would would think the Robinson situation would just be kind of like your spoiler on the season, like your last few weeks, your playoffs, if you will, right? So you have obviously –
1: Go gibson's going to be usable in fantasy i'm not saying he's going to be wiped out like he will be a usable asset in fantasy i just think it lowers his ceiling right the max mm-hmm. of what he's going to be able to do if it if his touches come down just a, a
0: hair thousand percent correct thousand percent all right next trade up here we're looking at uh, side a is jeff wilson jr plus cd lamb and side b is terry mclaurin plus james robinson which way are you going
1: yeah, I actually think this is kind of a one-sided trade in my opinion. I am all over James Robinson in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, he has looked incredible through the first two weeks. That Jaguars offense under Doug Peterson just looks significantly better than whatever package Urban Meyer had put together. It actually is fun to watch. I'm excited, you know, for Trevor Lawrence. Right. And Terry McLaurin is going to bounce back. I, I truly believe that some of it has just been unfortunate touchdown luck. We have Jahan Dotson getting two in week one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and I believe Jahan they Dotson scored again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got two yeah, last three. week. So it, it's, I, I think McLaurin will eventually get his, he's too talented of a player to, mm-hmm not and that commander's offense has shown that they are willing to throw the football and throw it often so i i like the volume there jeff wilson jr i have a little bit of concern with obviously elijah mitchell's going to come back at some point and i don't think he's a startable player when he does come back and whether that's the fantasy playoffs or, or wherever that is um uh he he will be good for a while mm-hmm. But if you're looking, if you were trying to win a ring, he's an asset that I'm going to try to move before whenever your tr- fantasy trade deadline is. CeeDee Lamb, he has not looked good through two weeks. And I, I'm not even going to sit here and blame the offense because the Cowboys offense looked competent with Cooper Rush last week. Mm-hmm. Is it? Are we worried about CeeDee Lamb?
0: I am. I'm, I'm very worried about my C.D. Lamb shares. I'm not excited about it. That's for certain. Cooper Rush, uh, I think, what was it? C.D. Lamb's, like, best game last season was with Cooper Rush, I believe. It was, like, week mm-hmm. 14 or 15 against the Vikings or something like that. So I was actually kind of surprised that they didn't get more done. Uh, to me, it just feels like they're playing very safe, hence the Noah uh, Brown targets, the Tony Pollard work. Like, they're just trying to move the ball, which, I hey, I'm good with it. Like, we, we've seen Dak kind of get into situations where he's – Really having having to force the ball to Cooper, it's not working out. And Lamb was, I think, kind of benefiting from that uh, playing behind Cooper. I mean, obviously he was um, not playing alongside whenever Cooper was hurt, or whenever he was out of the lineup. But I think that kind of shielded him or shielded him from like the high level coverage on defense. And that's you know starting to be kind of a, a concern. He'll he'll have a good year, like, but I, I feel like it's going to take another week or two before he like really gets to like that you know, like that round one, round two type of production that you where you were drafting him right. Yep. I agree. I agree with you. This trade is not fair because you have Elijah Mitchell coming back. You have the question marks for C.D. Lamb, and albeit, folks, these are real trades. I got these straight from the trade hub on Yahoo. So some Yahoos are out there making these uh, weird moves here. I like McLaurin. I like Robinson. Like you had mentioned, Robinson's off to a great start. Terry has been okay. It's just that he's not really getting like into the game plan until like literally the end of the second quarter, early third. You know, like he's not even being targeted like in the in the first quarter. I think through the first two weeks. Wentz has been going to Dotson. He's been going to Samuel. Had, Gibson had 10 targets in week one. That was kind of crazy. So I do feel like that kind of just works itself out. McLaurin's still getting that attention. I think he still had like four or five yep. catches in the first couple of games. It's just like that production's only coming in literally like the second half or like, like a catch right before halftime, right? Like if they start getting him flowing or earlier in the game, his totals, totals are going to be great for fantasy. Like he's going to be an absolute stud. Um, if, if anything, I would want to buy low on McLaurin right now. Yeah. He's
1: absolutely a buy low candidate for me.
0: I think James Robinson is too. Like there were so many people doubting him. I have to imagine that that still is lingering in some people's minds, right? Like I have to imagine people are waiting for ETN to take off and it's going to happen any day now. And to be fair, ETN probably should have been able to find pay dirt in week one. There was a, a couple of poorly timed passes, but there was also some times where ETN just looked out of sorts. Like he like, volleyball the ball down at one point yeah that was that
1: was a weird play just a weird play
0: that was bad they don't do that son wrong sport get it together (laughs) robinson's gonna be fine he's gonna have that that steady floor because of his usage in the red zone And if you look at, you know, Peterson's past, he is not a guy that has overflowed like incredible amounts of targets to his running backs. You know, like I think Miles Sanders might be the guy that's had the highest catch total for him in, in years past. And Miles Sanders isn't a PPR back. It's probably like 30 some odd catches, 28 catches. You know what I mean? So that's not really been his MO Uh, as long as Robinson can stay healthy. He's going to be a pulse on that offense. So I want every bit of him as I can. Um, yeah, not 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 a fair one here. I would I would definitely be fading Jeff Wilson Jr. I'm a huge Eli Mitchell guy. I was heartbroken when he was hurt against the Bears. And that was like really kind of grueling for me because I'm a Bears fan. I was feeling like he was about to score a touchdown before they took him off the field. And then I'm yeah. like oh, he'll be back. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Oh no, they say he's hurt. I'm like, he's just standing there. He's just he's not hurt. I can see him right now. He's fine. No, oh, not tough. That. It is tough. They're saying Mitchell should be back week eight week nine so that gives you literally the second half of the season i suppose i could do this trade if side b owned eli mitchell but even then i i still don't yeah trade. because you're giving up a guy in james robinson that maybe you did draft later like maybe you got him at like incredible value and he's not really like a huge need on your roster but he's been playing great so you just want to hold that or get a oh. better return if you are going to give him
1: yeah a absolutely absolutely
0: all right, this next one too, not even not even close for me. Side A, Alvin Kamara, straight up. This is a complete overreaction, Cody, for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. CEH, straight up for Alvin Kamara. I'm sorry, no question. I'm going Kamara all day. I don't care if Kamara's hurt for two more weeks. I'm still going Kamara. Not even
1: close. I, I think this trade is a little more even than oh I oh. I would be willing to admit.
0: Oh, I've got palpitations
1: i i feel a lot more confident about ceh going forward based on usage and you know how he's looked in that offense they have designed you know some shovels for him he's looked good the opportunity for the end zone has been there he is he has looked good and From what I've heard, apparently he was dealing with some shoulder stuff last year that Mm. like he was never 100% healthy. He looks 100% healthy now. I'm obviously – Alvin Kamara is Alvin Kamara. I'm going to take Alvin Kamara. But this trade is closer in my mind than what I would have said two weeks ago, 10 weeks ago, 20 weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a – if you need immediate – if you started 0-2 – I would probably take the CEH side because oh. you you're you're going you you need help and you need wins now.
0: I get it. I get it. I,
1: that being said, like obviously, you know, in a vacuum, Alvin Kamara. I think he's gonna have end up end the season with more fantasy points. He's gonna have more fantasy points going forward. But I don't hate it as much as I want to hate it. You know I
0: can't I can't stand it Cody. I can't I can't <gasps> do it. I can't do it. I, I still cannot buy into Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Even through two weeks, I still feel like every one of the running backs that they have, and I'm not even considering Rojo. I'm not even putting him out there. I don't even know if he's dressed for either of these first two games. Yeah, but Pacheco, McKinnon and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, they all kind of have similar roles and I feel like Pacheco and McKinnon can just be brought on at any time and spoil Clyde Edwards big day. If, 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 you will, like, right, like he started off well, but I feel like all of these guys are going to be included because I don't feel like Andy Reid right now just has like his favorite. I feel like this job is Clyde Edwards lair just by status. Like, Hey, you've been here. Uh, we're not going to go out and get anybody except for this Rojo guy. That's not doing much. So it's yours. It's your, it's your job. It's, it's just kind of just kind of falling into his lap. He's, he's definitely passing the eye test, at least through the first two weeks. But yeah. from what I've seen from him in, in the first two years in the league, he doesn't give me that same level of trust. And Yeah. Yeah, I, I to your point, like, if yeah, if you're 0 and 2 sure, maybe you do need, like, something right now. But I feel like that's a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can, uh, absolutely. You can idle water for a little bit with him, but when it comes to your late season, making the playoffs, getting to the playoffs – fantasy championship Alvin Kamara is the guy that's going to punch your ticket and it won't be Clyde Edwards Hilaire so I, I I understand the circumstance like yeah if, if you're desperate and you need that type of production right now to get you back in the race sure but one and one two and oh any other situation you know you're, you're not going to be moving Alvin Kamara and I still feel like there's going to be great days for him ahead. They're big absolutely all right we're gonna hit a last word from our sponsor here and then we're going to go through our last couple of segments Our next sponsor is the Elias Game Plan app. I'm not sure if you guys know, but the best day of the week is actually Monday, Thursday, and Sunday because it's the NFL season. It's our favorite time of the year. And whether you're into fantasy leagues or betting on your team or just talking highlights around the water cooler at work, the NFL season just got a lot better thanks to the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. The Elias Game Plan is the only sports app uh, from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. pro pro sports leagues. The Elias game plan is full of information and insights provided from their renowned research team, which means they constantly give you information that is up to date and that you can trust. And the Elias game plan app is releasing new features all the time, like their chat function, which allows you to talk directly with their researchers. So that way you'll get more information and you'll feel more comfortable comfortable making big decisions. Kind of like how you're listening to me and Cody right now. Elevate your NFL season today and download the Elias Game Plan app. That's E-L-I-A-S. And right now I have a very special offer for you when you subscribe. You can get 15% off your annual subscription, but only if you use promo code SGPN15. That's SGPN15. Find Elias Game Plan sports betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use promo code SGPN15 and our final sponsor is run your pool. Uh, we're introducing run your pool VIP. It's a brand new subscription service from run your pool that helps you get an extra edge against the sports books. Plus it gives you exclusive access to real money pools. Get access to exclusive data to help you with weekly game picks, premium content like in uh, in-game depth guides for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag. The top line the top line here is that if you're a serious sports fan, you need to run your pool. With Run Your Pool, use promo code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com/slash VIP, and you'll get 15%. That's half off your first month of Run Your Pool VIP. That's code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com/slash VIP. All right, what a deal! Half off, guys. Come on, what are you doing? All right, fantasy recovery props. So we're talking guys that need a rebound, and you got to take your stand here, Cody. Which guy are you going to ride with? through the rest of the season. And there's some names that we've actually already brought up here. So this first matchup, again, this is just who you like more for the rest of the year. Like maybe you want to target them in trades. Um, these aren't really waiver wire guys. Well, maybe one of them is, um, but people that you want to target in trades, the one that you would rather have, you know, from you know week three to week 17 and so on. So we got first up here, Travis Etienne junior and Devonta Smith. Who would you rather have for the rest of the season? Who's going to outproduce the other?
1: I'm taking ETN here. I think, even though that he is in a split backfield role with James Robinson, I think there's more value to be had in that Jaguars offense that people aren't taking advantage of. Mm -hmm. I also like, I like Devonta Smith. Don't get me wrong, but we've seen the Eagles succeed and do very well in a limited passing offense. And that's going to continue. As long as Jalen hurts is there, Jalen Mm -hmm. hurts has looked incredible but they don't need to throw the ball 100 times a game. And but, I think Devontae Smith is a good wide receiver. The volume is king. I think Etienne has more opportunity, and that's why I'm siding with the running back on this one.
0: I'm going with, with the running back just because I want the running back side. Like when I'm in late in the year and I'm going through injuries, I want the, the Etienne side of things. Late in the year, I can find De- Devontae Smith type of production on the waiver wire. There's always going to be receivers popping off, period. If you're asking me between the two, I think Etienne's just going to have the safer floor going forward. Like you said, he'll have that kind of defined role in, in a split backfield. Whereas Devontae Smith, you saw them in week one. They were great. Devontae Smith didn't do anything. He, he recovered in week two. He had a decent stat line. But I, I feel you there. Like the run game is the focus. Hurts is going to steal touchdowns. And he's just not going to you know, overextend himself in the passing game. Like they are going to use the run game not even just Jalen hurts. Like in week one, every one of those guys had touchdowns, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell and Miles Sanders and Jalen hurts, right? Like it's not even just Jalen hurts running the ball. Like all those guys are going to get their opportunities on the ground. So for me, Devontae Smith, honestly, he's playing second field, not only behind AJ Brown, but also just the run game. So for me, he's just too low in the, in the, in the chopping order uh, for the Eagles, ETN, he's going to develop like, I, I, I was not an ETN truther to start this season. I was not somebody that was drafting him in rounds three, four, or five. I wanted him at value. I did get him in a couple of spots in round six where it was kind of like, all right, that's where, like, that's where I'll go and get him. James Robinson was running sprints and straight lines in early June. Like, that was the best indicator to, to take on ETN that it was just not going to be his show. Like If James Robinson was healthy, they were going to use him. He is a brutal oh, yeah. downhill runner. He is a powerful runner etn though will have a safe floor in this offense and again when i'm just looking to exposure at the end of the season i want more running backs because you're not going to be able to just find stud running backs on the waiver wire Devontae smith production you can find that anywhere
1: i agree a hundred percent
0: greg dorch that's all i gotta say greg dorch there's going to be another eight greg dorches this season all right next up we've got Allen robinson and cd lamb CeeDee Lamb, obviously, we've already discussed about. We're both concerned about him. But in comparison to Allen Robinson, who would you be more worried about and who would you favor more going forward?
1: Yeah, I'm going to take Allen Robinson going forward. Um, I just feel a lot more comfortable in the Rams' offense than the Cowboys' yeah. offense, and it really comes down to that. Um, CeeDee Lamb hasn't looked great. Allen Robinson, he looked good against Atlanta. Obviously, he didn't look good in week one against the Bills. But so far, nobody has looked good against the Bills. So that that is uh, – Something that, you know, I, w- I was a little surprised about how good that Bill's defense looks, but mm-hmm. I think Allen Robinson is just in a better situation for this season, and I'm going to take him going forward.
0: I mean, keep it simple. The, the quarterback's healthy, right? I mean, you got yeah. Cooper Rush versus, you know, Matthew Stafford D- right now.
1: I don't know That's- how healthy Stafford looks, but he's more healthy than, than Dak. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that I mean, that, that is that is fair. I mean, because what I was just about to say was like, oh, well, Dak could come back and he could still even get hurt again, right? But I mean, that you, you brought up a good point there with Stafford. The, he could be, you know, limited in week, weeks coming up here uh, because he has been playing hurt with the elbow. Um, it's also Matthew Stafford. The dude's an Iron Man. Yeah. Right? Like, if, Nobody- if, be, if there's a quarterback that you start in fantasy that plays through injury, it's Matthew Stafford. Like, like bar none.
1: Yeah, his toughness stat in Madden has to be a million. I mean, it, it, it's unreal.
0: I was watching the post game on um, Thursday night, and they had Shadow Ochocinco out there with uh, Jacoby Brissett telling him how his, like, numbers were progressing. <laughs> They're like, by the way, today you're, uh, you're I don't know, what, maybe it was toughness or maybe it was something like that, your dexterity right. or something. We increased yeah. by, by, by two. And Richard Sherman was very upset about said upgrade. He was like, why not 10? Why not I 12? Love, I love is
1: Ocho. is hilarious.
0: <laughs> that stuff was awesome. I was actually getting really into that. Um, actually I was putting this sheet together at, at the end of that game. Um, all right. So next up, we've got the bad of the bad on the bears. We've got Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. I don't know the answer to this question. I, and I'm very close to this situation. Who's going to be more valuable going forward through this season? I feel like it's Mooney, but I don't know. I think Mooney has one catch through two weeks and Cole Komet has none. So it's not, there's not a big gap of separation here.
1: Yeah, uh, I am, I am, I don't, the Bears, I, Justin, I feel for you, e- even as an, a, I'm a massive Bengals <laughs> fan, and sitting at 0-2, like, you guys are 1-1, one and one. I, like, I still feel watching your team, the Chicago Bears average 14 pass attempts per game, that is 12 fewer, Than the 31st team in pass attempts. San Francisco is averaging 26 a game. I don't understand why the Bears think that they can play winning football without throwing the football. At this point, you might as well run like a split zone read option. Like just become Army, just be (laughs) a triple option team. You're going to have more success than what you've done so far. I'm okay with it. I like Justin Fields. I like Darnell Mooney and I like Cole Komet. The count the talent is there with all three. The problem is, is the usage is so abysmal. Yeah. That you I I don't know what to do. That I'll take Mooney just solely based off of the if I'm going to trust anyone getting targets in this offense, it's gonna be the wide receiver, but you would assume, Man,
0: you're, you, would, you would assume that, but then you see, you know, Dante Pettis get a touchdown in week one, a St. Brown getting a touchdown. I mean, honestly, for what Fields has done so far, he doesn't look that bad, but he doesn't get to decide the plays, right? He like,
1: just Yeah, he just doesn't he, have the opportunity. It's not like you, he's looked bad throwing the football. He just hasn't thrown the football. He's 33rd in pass attempts among NFL quarterbacks. There's 32 teams.
0: Oh, God. It's not great. It's 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 not great. Luke Luke Getzy is definitely playing puppy bowl football. You know if you're gonna if you're gonna piss like a puppy, stay on the Porsche let the big the dogs, big dogs eat. eat. Come on, man. What like, a quote. Justin Fields is an he can be an animal out there. I mean, look what he was able to do in week one in a freaking monsoon. He won. Yeah, I mean, I, he won that game for them, albeit the defense did as well. Like, and there was you know, a lot that was a kind of a mental warfare type of game. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I appreciated about it because that was like wholesome debate. Bears. Matt
1: Nagy yeah. Bears lose that game. The oh, Matt Nagy Bears down. lose that game. So that is something that you have to like, you know, hold your hold your hat hat like hold yeah. your hat about. But still, who from a fantasy standpoint, yeah. there's just it is really neither bad. an option.
0: But oh, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, that being sell, said, sell, I would sell, sell,
1: sell. I I don't. Like there's no, you're not going to get a better price for Darnell Mooney right now. And Cole Komet's probably free. I'm sure if, if people are relying on him to start, you can pick him up in waivers. You're not, there's not a better buy opportunity than Darnell Mooney right now because Mm -hmm. you're going to pay pennies for him. And if you know that passing production, even like comes to like top or like within the 20th 25th as far as passing rate goes in the NFL Mm -hmm. Darnell Mooney will be the beneficiary to that and then some so I would buy low on Mooney but like as as of right now he is not in any sort of lineup I need to see it before I'm willing to start him
0: oh absolutely I wouldn't start either of them this week and they've got a great matchup up against Houston there's no way they're in any of my lineups I think that one of them could actually find the end zone but I feel like it's going to be you know Four targets, two catches. Yeah, not, like it's 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 not going to be anything that's going to bring you home a, like a huge win or put you to like the upper echelon of points in your league. That yeah, or what or whatever. Right, hundred might be might be able to get you a win, but you know, long term, it's it's not going to be a viable option. Um, definitely a, a buy candidate. I would also just be looking to sell for whatever I could get because where you drafted Mooney, probably somewhere between like wide receiver twenty two to wide receiver thirty. Yeah. That's not cashing tickets. That's that's not getting it done. All right, we are going to move on to our final segment here. We're just doing some quick and easy over unders on underdog. Cody, been a long one and a good one. Appreciate you coming on, sir. This first one up here we have is Juju Smith Schuster. The uh, Chiefs go to Indianapolis, taking on the Colts on the road here. Smith Schuster didn't really show up in week two. His total this week is 11 and a quarter fantasy points, 11.25. Over or under for you?
1: I'm going to go under. I think Travis Kelsey eats this week. He's dominated Gus Bradley defenses. Gus Bradley was a former defensive coordinator for Las Vegas. He mm-hmm. is now in Indianapolis. I think this is a Kelsey week.
0: Kelsey week. Okay. It was very interesting last week with these receivers because obviously Juju was kind of picking on the game plan. MVS was targeted seven times and he only had uh, two receptions. Yeah. So, you know, who, who did they play last week? Whatever it was. They took away the passing game deep. Oh, who did they play last week? I can't remember.
1: But whoever it was, they took, away,
0: they took away everything deep. Like Kelsey was able to clean up underneath. Um, I think Michael uh, Hardman had a decent game. But yeah, MVS and Juju were very disappointing last week. Chargers go- Thursday night football. That's there what you one, go, uh, Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the over here. I'm gonna say that Juju does bounce back. I think that they're gonna try to include him early. I feel like he get a touchdown. You get a touchdown, you're gonna hit this number. You're you're gonna go over. And I don't believe he has a touchdown yet. So I think they're gonna get him one this week. All right, next guy up. Cody, pretty close to the situation. Joe burr, burr. I can't even do it. Can't roll my R's. Joe Burrow. Nineteen point four five. I tried. I gave it a shot. It didn't happen.
1: That was that was beautiful. That Joe was Burrow. this is the content you come to the show to see. Um I, I'm hammering. That roll is ours. <laughs> I'm hammering the over on Joe Burrow this week. Um with how high the New York Jets pass past attempts have been um i think this is going to be a fairly back and forth game joe burrow's going to go bounce back he had the well i guess he didn't tweet it but he said he you know he deleted twitter and instagram off his phone that doesn't mean anything for fantasy but as a Bengals fan if he doesn't hit this mark I, i am going to be in a dark place so i'm going over because i believe in it but also for my own sanity
0: yeah. Oh, absolutely. Going with the Andrew Luck approach, is he going to get a, get a flip phone, a flip phone too? I
1: Look, no, no whatever media, it takes to get it, whatever. No Jake's advertising. Win. You know, I'll take any win at this point.
0: He, I, I'm starting to see a lot of actual Andrew Luck comparisons there. He was on the Pat McAfee show, Joe Burrow, and they were talking mm-hmm. about him um, taking contact and about how he he likes it. You know, he he likes yeah. it. Again. He, he he likes to get down and dirty and you know kind of start talking some trash with the opponent. You know that's football. He says he's like that's 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 what it's all about. You know and if and if you can't take a hit, you know why are you even showing up, right? If Bat McAfee was like, hey man, just that's awesome. Let's slow that down. All right. Yeah, I was gonna just say just I ag-
1: I agree. Slow that, that attitude down. I would just like if he got hit less.
0: Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, he said that before the season started, and now they've let up the most sacks in the league.
1: Thirteen like, sacks through two weeks. That's Ugh. not ideal.
0: <gasps> that's not ideal. Did they just – they got Collins in the uh, – Le- Yeah, Le- 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 they Collins. were
1: – they have four new offensive linemen. They, rookie Cordell Vorson at left guard. They had the center Alex Kara from New England. Alex mm-hmm. – or er, uh, Ted Karras from New England. Alex Kappa, who is the guard for the Bucks, And then Leo Collins is the right tackle. It is not meshed through two Figure weeks.
0: Figure it out, guys. Figure it out. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Do your jobs. All right, this next one. Feeling less likely, but he's still really high in my rankings this week. I got Leonard Fournette. He's at 16 and a quarter fantasy points. He's actually my running back six, but the man won't stay off the injury report. Are you worried about Leonard Fournette this week?
1: I am not. Um the, I, I, been there. the workload has been there. I think he's going to find the end zone. Um, it, it, it's just a matter of time. The opportunity has been there. Obviously, mm. the Buccaneers were frustrated with their performance last week. They still got the win, albeit it was an ugly close game against the Saints, but the Buccaneers have played the Saints ugly or not well at all um, in the Tom Brady era. So I think that was a, Hey, let's get the win. Let's move on to next week on to green Bay. Um, It's at home. I I like uh, Lenny over 16 and a quarter fantasy points this week.
0: Just so long as he's a hundred percent, like I would not put this pick into like one of my lineups today. I'm waiting. till Yeah. yeah, Absolutely wait
1: until tomorrow to get the full scope of you know what he, his injury looks like
0: it should be a great situation though no mike evans no godwin yep. like your receivers are russell gage and maybe julio jones like this should be a great week for him and cole i honestly, Beasley. oh yeah they signed cole beasley i forgot about that i don't i I'm always, I'm always concerned about guys that are just getting i mean obviously he's not coming off the couch but you know what i mean like yeah he, he's, he's coming into a new program very limited time to learn um the playbook getting all all the intricacies down through quarterback and the timing like I don't really buy into throwing those guys in my lineup. I mean, obviously. Oh,
1: absolutely am not. You got to own them. You're-
0: you you, you got to get out there and get a, get a piece of them for sure, especially if you're hurting a receiver. But on, on, this, on this short week, I, I I wouldn't do it. But yeah. I think as long as he plays, he can hit this over. I feel like it's going to be pretty close. Like even if he finds the end zone, I feel like he's going to be right around like 15 or 16 fantasy points. So I'll leave it at that. Like as long as he gets a couple of extra catches because of those receivers are out, he finds the end zone. I think that number is very live. But again – Follow it this Sunday. Make sure he's available. And our last guy up here, Zach Ertz, eight and a half uh, fantasy points. Is at 8.45. I think he can hit this in a, in a really good matchup where there's going to be a lot of positive game flow. And to me, he's the safest target out there. Like Marquise Brown has kind of a, been a mixed bag so far for the Cardinals. I think Zach Ertz has the safest four from any pass catcher on that roster right now.
1: Yeah, I I would tend to agree. I also like the matchup here against the Rams. I don't love the Rams linebacking core. Um, they, they got the linebacker in from Seattle and mm-hmm. he is a great run stopper, but Bobby Wagner, I don't think is the best coverage linebacker at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, eight and a half fantasy points is a low mark and all it takes is a touchdown. Yeah. I'm going to take the over in this one.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. The number is really low for somebody that's going to have a, you know, a pretty big focus on their, on their team. Right. And kind of just looking at his other numbers, they've got them at four and a half catches. I feel really comfortable taking that number and 46 and a half receiving yards. Another number I feel very comfortable taking five for 50 and 10 plus fantasy points, I think is very yeah. doable.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Very, very doable. All right. Awesome. Well, this has been a great show, sir. Really appreciate you coming on. We're going to have to have you back soon. I'll let everybody Anytime. know. Where they- oh, Awesome. And the door is always open. Let everybody know where they can find you and anything that they need to be looking out uh, from you going forward here.
1: Yeah, you can find me all over social media at Smash Hits Sports. We keep it pretty simple. It's the same everywhere TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, my TikTok be popping. Although, if you're looking for dances, um, probably not the uh, person to follow, but um we i'm doing college football props i'm doing nfl stuff we are doing fantasy we're doing everything um the youtube at smash hit sports and i have a podcast now um which is smash hit sports it's on youtube and spotify so be sure to check that out but any and all things um just come to my twitter i like tweeting i like interacting with the community it's my favorite part about being in the football space so you can find me there Justin, thank you so much for having me on. It's an absolute blast to be on.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Like I said, doors always open. We'll definitely have you back soon. Go find uh, Cody <clears throat> on Spotify, Smash Hit Sports, on Twitter, YouTube, et cetera. Check out his stuff. And if you ever disagree with Cody, you can probably, like, challenge him to anything, that, and he'll do it, like whether it's eating a, a can of chili. I love a good friends. prop bet. I mean, prop bets are for any fun. I mean, if you're going to do some prop bets, you might as well make it kind of fun. Um, but, yeah, he's always a, a man of his word, always leaving it out there. He's a man of the people. Uh, we got one more last trade here. Let's get it in. We got uh, leaving the race in the chat at the whistle, at the final seconds here, Joe Mixon for Austin Eckler and Traylon Burks, PPR. Hmm, it's pretty good. I think I take the Eckler and Burks side.
1: Who I disagree. I like Mixon. Um, I think there are very few running backs who really get the – a bell cow load Mixon gets mm-hmm. a bell cow bell cow amount of touches so do mixing in this one i, I just true. i'm not i'm not starting burks every week
0: yeah, yeah you're right you're right if if you could upgrade that burke side that would be better but i mean we already went over all the reasons why we love eckler and i feel like that workload is still going to be very similar to Mixon. like i feel like that's a pretty even swap like yeah. where you were drafting Mixon two spots one spot away yeah right after right so if you're getting that same type of value and you get a little bit more upside from the receiver position that maybe he needs i just think burks might break out says leaving the race well why are you asking us then pal why why are you
1: (laughs) he's got conviction Um, and i love that
0: i love hey i love it too that's what you got to have in this sport so no I, i i don't hate it but i think that you can you know i bet that the person that you're willing to trade with might be able to give up a little bit more potentially for mixing. So, yeah, but that's, it's, it's, it's not a bad trade. It's, I don't think anyone's going to be a huge loser there for either side. All right? All right, everybody take care. Be well, be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. Take care.